0: 11
1: to 1. Christmas on LMFM. With your local mace. Savings with a smile. All
0: through the Christmas season. The Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, kicking us off this Thursday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're getting, hope you're feeling well and feeling good today. You can get in touch 086 Now, for somebody that has an extremely overactive tear duct I've mentioned on this show before. It's a problem. It's a problem I have. Uh, I'm going to be a blubbering mess. I'm going to predict that I'm going to be a blubbering mess by the end of the show today because this competition in association with Local Enterprise Office in Louth has just given me the really feel-good factor. It really has. It's just been such a lovely competition. It really has. So last night, I posted... About the competition because we're going to be doing it today again. And if you've not heard of this, it's the Local Enterprise Office in Louth, and uh, we're looking for the northeast's friendliest shopkeeper. There's a couple of uh, shop local vouchers up for grabs worth hundred and twenty-five euro. We're asking you to nominate the friendliest shopkeepers, and yeah, there's just this is just this is what it's all about. Christmas, you know what I mean? Pay, you know, paying tribute to people, and particularly. These people who work so hard in our shops. I'm just flooded here, right? Absolutely flooded. Uh, Here's a flavour of them. Denise Woods on Facebook says... I would like to nominate Helen Callan of Conlin's Delicatessen Church Street and Dock. Always smiling, helpful, and friendly, even when under pressure. Uh, Brenda Murray Flynn says Anne Russell is the most smiliest, bubbliest, happiest person, goes above and beyond for all the customers in Elvery's on West Street. She's always so helpful, highly recommend her. Uh, Maria Palm, Carmel, Maggie, and all the staff in Kamessel Post Office are so kind and helpful, says Linda Reed. Breege McKenna wants to nominate Denise in Dramiskin Pharmacy. She's one in a million, always very helpful, lovely with the customers. She would go out of her way to help you. I would like to nominate Denise Woods from Flowers and Thoughts and Dundalk. Always very, uh, has a smile and very helpful, said this message. Uh, Miriam from Hanretty's Butchers in Castle Brellingham always a smile and very friendly uh, who else have I got here I want to nominate Valerie Kerwin from Hannon's Sentra and Ballsgrove this is coming in from, Suzanne, uh, from Susan Clark it's an absolute pleasure to deal with her I've never seen her in bad form or without a smile for customers she really deserves to win for all of her hard years of working there what about Lisa kerr McCardle? she's the absolute best says Rachel she creates the most magical displays in SVP oh yes The St. Vincent de Paul shop. I was only in there yesterday and there's a stunning display in the Drogheda one. transports us all to a more hopeful place uh, with a smile and a kind word for everyone. Her commitment deserves to be recognised. I mean, I could... Seriously. I can can build the... I feel the lump building already, people. This has given me all the emotions. I wanted to nominate... Your shopkeeper, I want to give them a €125 shop local voucher and I want to give you a €125 shop local voucher. So get nominating 086 1800 658. (laughs) Years and Years with King on LMFM's 11 to 1. This is a really heartwarming story that I have to bring to you. Spotted it as I was perusing around this morning and it's to do with an author. People, you know, who are, I suppose, artistic or, you know, putting themselves out there, you know, you put put your heart and soul into something like writing a novel and, you know, you want it to do well. You want your book or your creation to go out into the world and do well. Well, one author in the States uh, had a very disappointing turnout to her book signing. But then something amazing happened. I'm going to give you the story after these. 11 to 1 Okay. picture this scene. You have been spending months and months and months writing uh, this novel, this creation that you're ready to unleash in the world. You've had, you know, rough drafts. You've pulled your hair out with it. You've faced the blank page, all of that. And it's finally ready to be released to the world. You put out invitations to people for a book signing. And you're all ready to rock, your books are all ready to go and two people show up. This was the reality for an American debut novelist. Uh, Her name is Chelsea Banning and she felt seriously dejected after only two people turned up for her signing session. So Chelsea is a librarian by trade, has spent 15 years putting pen to paper on her fantasy novel. It's called Of Crowns and Legends, which follows the lives of King Arthur's twin children. She was left in shock, though, when uh, she decided to post to Twitter, and the outpouring of support that she received. So she says, only two people came to my author signing yesterday. So I was pretty bummed out about it, she says. Uh, what, and, and what only made the reality harder to swallow was that a good number of people had actually RSVP'd to attend. That's real. That's a sting now. She says uh, it's 37 people responded going to the event, kind of upset, honestly, and a little embarrassed. However... She was dumbfounded after a series of world-renowned authors shared their own stories of lonely book st- signings, including English author Neil Gaiman. He admitted Terry Pratchett and I did a signing in Manhattan for Good Omens that nobody came to at all. So you're too up on us, he said. Margaret Atwood, you know, the author of wildly popular series The Handmaid's Tale? She also had experience. She says, join the club. I did a signing to which nobody came except a guy who wanted to buy some scotch tape and thought I was the help, she says. Meanwhile, horror and fantasy bestseller Stephen King entered the chat saying, at my first Salem's Lot signing, I had one customer, a fat kid who said, hey bud, do you know where there's some Nazi books? So that was his experience. So it just goes to show you that these amazing people that we all no doubt have in our bookshelves today didn't, you know, exactly get off on the right foot as well. So watch this space is what I'm going to say for Chelsea Banning because maybe there's hope for her after all. But I had to bring you that story. Absolutely brilliant. Mr. Dermot Kennedy, something to someone on LMFM's 11 to 1. This is more good news for you today. Ireland has been named as the most generous country in the world. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. This is according to GoFundMe. This is for the fourth year uh, running, which is fantastic. Nearly three quarter of a million donations were made in Ireland throughout 2022 and globally one donation was made every second to help people across the globe. That is phenomenal. Oh my God, the Irish people are amazing. Apparently Galway was the most generous county in Ireland based on the number of donations per capita. Uh, After Ireland, the most generous countries uh, were the US, UK, Canada and Australia. And following the Russian invasion of Ukraine, many fundraisers were set up to support those who had been impacted by war. And among the campaigns that received the most donations in Ireland this year was the Immediate Aid to Refugees Fleeing Ukraine campaign, which raised nearly 800000 globally to support both refugees in Poland displaced by the crisis in Ukraine and those in Ukraine. And this brings me nicely because we're going to be chatting to a a Joseph Clancy. He's one of the directors of a brilliant organisation. They're called Project Espua. So they're a charity that started off in 2010 and they ended up helping and supporting the people of Haiti after the um, earthquake crisis there. But they support lots of different uh, humanitarian uh, efforts. But most recently, of course, they are helping the people in Ukraine getting aid to them and they need our help they need our support they need this generosity to continue so we're going to be chatting to Joseph Clancy very very shortly Is Brian Kennedy a better man and LMFM's 11 to 1 we're going to be chatting to a brilliant man Joseph Clancy is his name he's one of the directors of Project Espia. and we're going to be chatting about their humanitarian efforts to help the people who are struggling due to the war in Ukraine and they need our help with a big fundraiser that they have in the run up to Christmas we'll chat to Joseph after these 11 to 1 As the Christmas season of goodwill approaches it's hard not to think about the hardship and devastation of the people of Ukraine are experiencing and so a a company a charity called Project Espua are appealing for support They've been supporting the relief effort in Ukraine through shipments of relief aid on the ground also construction projects and much more So far the team has shipped over 500 tonnes of aid with a value of 2 million to the Ukrainian people since the conflict began but they need to continue their great work and they need our help They are running a raffle, a prize draw with some really brilliant prizes up for grabs including a John Deere tractor worth €150,000. Joining me now to tell us more is Joseph Clancy. He's one of the directors of Project SPR. How are you getting on Joseph?
2: Great, thank you.
0: Great to have you on the show. Now tell me about Project SPR because you're long on the go, way before the war in Ukraine, as far back as 2010 I believe.
2: Yes, we uh, the earthquake happened in Haiti in 2010 so I went out with another 300 Irish volunteers to basically build 100 houses in Haiti and uh, we went out for a couple of years uh, with the larger charity and then we decided to form our own charity in uh, 2011 Uh, and I came on board in 2013 I think. So basically we were focusing on schools and orphanages and helping out the hospitals with materials and whatever work they required uh, at their particular site and uh, we were Children-focused in terms of getting uh, materials and toys and uh, and clothes and e- even down to supplying footballs and bicycles. Kids, they they had nothing in Haiti, mm. so just to even bring bicycles uh, brought them huge joy. And I, ha- I I have to say I met some wonderful volunteers out there, Irish and English and Brazilian and Argentinian. So wonderful, wonderful people. So, uh, as things progressed with the charity over the years, with, uh, we went out on volunteer build weeks to, you know, we'd spend eight days working on a particular project to, you know, extend a school or an orphanage. Uh, we decided then to expand uh, uh, into shipping aid. So, we've a depot in Dublin and Cork, and uh, we started shipping in 2016, and it kind of snowballed then mm. into helping Haiti. Honduras and the Dominican Republic so I'm by the kitchen sink everything has been shipped out building materials food medical equipment uh, paint you name it has been shipped Um,
0: and then this of course obviously ramped up a notch when the war in Ukraine broke out
2: yeah yeah so February came and we were going about our business and and the war started so um, you know a couple of days in I decided you know I have two pallets of aid left in my yard I'm going to uh, ship them out uh, one of the transport companies via Romania and then get into Ukraine with the aid so then uh, the Capuchin order uh, the, who, who were very good to me over the years uh, said look we'll organise a collection day on Thursday this is a week after the war started so mm-hmm. two pallets became a truck well. and a truck became five trucks over the months and uh, by the end of uh, business this month, we'll have shipped out 40 trucks and 650 tonnes of aid. And, uh, i I'll be honest, I'm absolutely blown away with people's generosity, their goodwill. Uh, humbled is not the word. And the people I meet, you know, the donators, the food producers, the transport companies, The volunteers who work with me and the end users in Ukraine—it's just been, it's been a huge team effort. And like, uh, like even to give you like a figure, uh, the trucks leaving Cork, traveling to Ukraine, our trucks have travelled one hundred and sixty thousand kilometres delivering aid uh, in ten months. Wow! And uh, internally, with all our collections of donated aid our volunteers have travelled 64,000 kilometres. So, like, when you look at the numbers, it's staggering the work put in by volunteers and, uh, People
0: so, who are willing to just like you say to, to, to drop what they're doing and, and lend a hand, it really is. But I've no, I, I mean, the, the company or the charity, what a great name for the charity, yeah. Project Espur. Tell me about the SPU app because it's uh, quite so, an unusual.
2: Uh, 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 yeah, Espoir is um, a Haitian name, so they speak a very, they call, it's called Creole as their language, and it's a very, it's uh, French and English kind of combined. So in Creole, Espoir means hope. So we're Project Hope, if you like. So hope in in, in all its uh, meaning. Uh, So even our remit now in the new year is going to expand to Africa. We're loading a container for Kenya, I believe, uh, start of January. So our remit has grown. And, uh, you know, apart from helping other countries, we also domestically help homeless Mm -hmm. charities with whatever supplies we have. Uh, it's basically to join the circle and yeah. make the, you know, try and help as many people as we can. As I say, the Irish overall, the effort by uh, the people of Ireland to, to Haiti and Ukraine and Africa, we must be the largest uh, donator uh, per head of capita in the world in terms of monies and physical goods. Like, yeah. I'm absolutely blown away to be honest
0: well do you know I literally was only reading before you came on that according Mm. to GoFundMe we are the most generous country in the world so that probably comes as no surprise to you at all Uh, but it's a huge undertaking to ship aid to countries you know particularly in the grips of war like Ukraine Uh, the cost of shipping is huge and then you come across barricades you have to go round different routes to get in all of that so there's all of those logistic nightmares that you've had as well at this stage this is what you need support for the cost of the shipping is is huge for yeah. It's
2: the, co- the the cost of the, the shipping and also uh, to raise funds to basically uh, buy key items, like if I have to buy medical equipment or yeah. I have to buy key foods, because, the, the you know, lot, I, I get wish lists every two days on WhatsApp or I- Instagram or the various mediums of uh, communication and, uh, you know, like... like We certainly help here at the homeless, but in Ukraine, it's utter devastation. They live Mm -hmm. under the nightmare of missiles almost daily. They have no power at the moment. Uh, We're actually loading a truck this Friday purely full of generators, and I mean anything from 30 kilos to a 10-ton generator have been loaded, loaded on this trailer on Friday. So that's going to uh, orphanage in Lviv. The big generator is going to the hospital in Kiev, the capital city. So it's um, <laughs> we just respond to the wishes yeah. that the people. I send was us. just
0: going to say, Joseph, you're one of these people who just has a huge heart. You're getting all these WhatsApps. It must be overwhelming at times for you. But you're just you're a yes man. You're you're going to try and deliver this as much as you possibly can.
2: As I say, that, that, well, that's what we do. That's what a lot of Irish do. We're just that kind of people. We can do. We find solutions to problems. And uh, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the uh, volunteers in this country are credit to the country.
0: Well, you have a big, massive fundraiser draw that is ongoing. Yeah, but, uh, Fantastic yeah. prizes. Tell me about this draw and how we can support you.
2: So... The draw can be, uh, you can look up our website, which is www.projectespa. So Espa is E-S-P-W-A, so projectespa.ie. And our prize draw consists of, first prize is a brand new John Deere, um, I I better get this right, it's a 6R140. Yeah. uh, So it's a highly desired machine, and uh, it's a John Deere machine from Michael Hallam Machinery in Dundalk. Um, we have a ride on John Deere uh, lawnmower. Uh, we have a cash prize of two grand. Nice. We have a tool kit worth over a thousand euros, and we have a children's gator which is worth 658 euros, a John Deere gear. So basically it's a 12 volt electric uh, truck and cart. And I, when I say I've had to peel four year old kids off it, <laughs> um,
0: I can only imagine it would be up there on the Santa wish list. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, d- Daddy and granddad uh, said, oh, look, just me, get me a ticket. Me a ticket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to try and make this happen. So yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you do. You go onto the website, you can get the tickets there. And uh, just to reiterate as well with uh, regards to this, That everybody working with with the charity are they're all doing this voluntary, aren't they?
2: Yeah, every every like we have six directors, and we've they're doctors, teachers, uh, in the banking industry, uh, in the transport industry. I'm in construction, so my day job is very busy, as you can imagine. So I'm trying to juggle all these logistics calls and purchasing and organizing donators. and volunteers. So it's uh, it's been. I can't tell you how tired I am, but it's been a phenomenal effort over the last 10 months. Um, so, yeah, we're all volunteers and everything we do is geared towards the, the charity and helping people, uh, both domestically and, as I say, in Haiti and Dominican Republic and Ukraine.
0: Well, Joseph, you're, you're one of the good people in this world. You really are. And I wish you every success with this. Thank I have no you. doubt that Thank the you. Irish people are going to get behind you. Thank you so, so much for joining Thank you. me today.
2: Uh, Thank you very, very much. Th- Thanks,
0: Thanks a time. million. Joseph Clancy there. It astounds me. People like Joseph and what they do. You know, he's got his own thing going on. He's, you know, in construction. He's busy. He's organising all of this. And he needs our support. He needs our help. How can we do it? OK, we can purchase a ticket for these fantastic prizes. Project S P So ESPWA. I-E, purchase a ticket. It's going to go a huge, huge way to help these guys continue the great work that they are doing. And uh, all the details and everything to do with the charity and to do with this draw is on the website. 11 to 1. M-M-M-M Heading towards 12 news, but after that, she made a pledge not to buy new for a year. But how did she get on? We check in with our image consultant, Maria Macklin, that's coming your way after 12. 11 to 1. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazzle here with you. There's Codaline with the one. There can only be one. We are looking for the friendliest shopkeeper in the northeast. Yes, it is our feel good competition all of this week in association with Local Enterprise Office in Louth. We are on the lookout for the happiest, smiliest, most helpful staff member in your local shop and the local enterprise office in mead they are all about shopping local this Christmas they've kindly given us two 125 euro shop local gift cards to give away one for the staff member that's just the best shopkeeper and one for the person that nominates them nice one nice one uh, to be in with a chance to win all you have to do is nominate you, the shopkeeper that you think deserves this uh, whatsapp and text us in 0861800658 you can also send us a voice note on whatsapp I love getting those as well and don't forget when you're shopping this Christmas look for local look for lay they're going to be picking another lucky shopkeeper in the next little while so keep those coming in 086-1800-658
1: The Buzz on LMFM Keep up to date with all the latest news and
0: gossip on the LMFM app
1: Hi, I'm Crossy. It was the world premiere for the much-anticipated film Avatar The Way of Water in Leicester Square this week. It comes 13 years after Avatar was released, which became the highest-grossing film of all time. Kate Winslet joins the cast and tells us what surprised her most about filming the movie. An unforgettable memory, honestly, was working with all the other actors and being included and welcomed in by them because I was very much an outsider and a newbie and they just completely
0: looked after me.
1: Fans of Wonder Woman will be disappointed this morning that another movie won't be happening soon as James Gunn takes over the DC Universe in the new year. According to reports, Gunn will look to shape the DC Universe in his own way and the next Wonder Woman movie at the moment will not be going ahead. Only recently Henry Cavill announced he's back as the Man of Steel. So far, it's the only movie we seem to know will go ahead. Martin Compton has revealed watching Indiana Jones as a kid made him want to get into acting. He was speaking to the BBC ahead of Mayflies which will be released on the BBC on the 28th of December. I think
3: it was one of those moments in cinema as well like I still it's when he
1: when he comes out that submarine and you, and you see the guy going where's Indy, where's Indy, and then he pops up and the music comes on I think it was one of the very first times for me in terms of what the power of cinema because it's not just it's,
3: it's everything about it the scope of it and to see the new trailer and he's charging through Glasgow on horseback the other night, I mean, that was a thing of joy. You know, our, our industry at the moment up there is, is thriving, you know, and having mayflies and having uh, the rig coming out up there, you know, I'm chuffed to bits to be
1: a part of it. That's The Buzz, I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date
0: with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Another little bit of gossip about Kate Winslet. Apparently she broke Tom Cruise's onset record for holding her breath underwater while filming Avatar The Way of Water. She was submerged for 7 minutes and 15 seconds while filming a scene for the anticipated blockbuster sequel apparently she beat Cruz who held his breath for 6 minutes during Mission Impossible no mess with Kate Winslet now way back at the start of the year our regular contributor image consultant Maria Matlin made a pledge has she held up her pledge we're going to find out whether just after these 11 to 1 Way back at the start of the year, our regular contributor, image consultant, Maria Macklin, made a pledge on this show not to buy anything new in 2022. Now, apart from underwear and shoes, because, you know, that's essential. So how was her year of shopping more sustainably? How did it pan out? Well, she joins me on the line now to tell us more. How are you getting on, Maria? Hi, Sinead. Good morning. Very well, thanks. Good, good. So (laughs) this was a pledge that you came up with yourself, I have to say, uh, at the start of the year. So what inspired you to do it, first of all?
3: It's funny, you know, I'd been thinking about it for a while and I decided if I did it on air, then I had to be accountable for it. So, I, so there was no backing out. So, um, and, and because I'd seen other people do it, but also I wanted to ensure that the tunes I give to my clients work so that when I'm out shopping, I can really find what I need without buying new. And I wanted to see what was out there and I needed to do the research so I could pass that knowledge on. Um, and because I know what fashion production does to our world to our employees who work in garment factories to the economy you know all of that so there were things that I wanted to test and I wanted to see if I could do it and yeah I did You
0: did do it so you're not somebody who's an impulse buyer you are a conscious shopper anyway you know but uh, did you find this challenging did you find aspects of this challenging
3: At the beginning I, I did I thought what have I done and because I shop for clients, I see things all the time. So I'm always browsing. I'm always looking. Um, so I know what's in the shops, and I'm and you know things are winking at me regularly. And <laughs> so I did find it hard, but when you get into it and you really change your habit, then it just becomes another habit that you do. And to be honest, Sinead, it has saved me. I don't know how much money I've saved. I don't know how much time I've saved. Mm. I haven't added up either of those, but. It has saved me a lot of time and money. And I've, it's really opened my eyes to what is out there. And if you really know what you're doing, you can find a gem. And when you do, because you've had to work a little bit harder for it, if the search is almost sweeter. When you do find it, it, the value and the thrill you get is even better than when you buy something that everybody else has or that's easy to find. It's,
0: well, this is the it's thing. very
3: interesting psychology to, behind it, really.
0: It is, and I, I totally know what you're talking about because that has happened to me and some of the stuff that I have in my wardrobe like that have been, you know, sort of say, like you say, you have to work a little bit harder for it and yeah, I totally get what you're talking about. Now, one of the things we talk about all of the time and we've gone through statistics, we've gone through, you know, what the fast fashion in, industry is doing to the environment and doing to, you know, as you mentioned there, the workers, all of that, right? Um, But the fact of the matter is... We do have enough in our wardrobes, Maria, despite what we might think
3: we do we do and and when if i if I were to wear everything in my wardrobe now, once I could probably go for six months without without even you know without wearing mm. the same outfit twice i mean I can wear rewear and and mix and match my clothes for months without without looking the same or feeling the same. Most of us have. of our wardrobes that we don't even actively wear Mm. on average in her lifetime a woman will spend 500,000 on clothes (gasps) in her lifetime wow and most of us are wearing 20% of those so there's 500,000 worth of clothes sitting in there that we don't wear or we wear once or we buy and we think we forget about so and, and, you know, when you're spending half a million, you take expert <laughs> advice. When you're buying a house, you're using the stage yeah. agent, and the solicitor, and you, know, you take expert advice. When people are buying clothes, they don't. They browse. They shop at the bus stop. They shop on yeah. their phone. They shop without thinking. And we fill our wardrobes up with stuff that we don't wear. And when you have the right things in there, really, you need less. You really need less. I'm talking about this all the time. I'm sure people are sick listening
0: to me. Well, do you know what? Wouldn't You're talking really about do. it all the time. But finally, Maria, it's sinking in with me. The penny is dropping okay. because I had the pleasure of visiting you at the weekend, as you know. And after our chat, I completely overhauled the wardrobe, right? I, you'd be so proud of me. I have everything organised by colour. And for wow. the first time in ages, I actually was excited about my clothes. And some of the things that I've. Fa- well, first of all, I found things and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay. What <laughs> so, was that- But, But it was because I was able to go, right... This is going to work together. I can pluck that from this uh, colour palette and pluck this over here from this colour palette. It actually goes together. And I'm saving time ricking through racks, going flicking, flicking, and and everything's all jumbled normally. So I've gotten rid of the things out of there that don't work. And I have the stuff there and I can see it all in a clear colour palette as I open the wardrobe. And I actually smile (laughs) opening the wardrobe. So the penny's dropping, finally. And how do you feel? Oh, I feel grace. The most important thing yeah.
3: is how it makes you feel. Because if you feel wonderful, well, then that's priceless. You can't put a value on that.
0: No, you really can't. You really can't. And I've also adopted your lipstick tip. Okay, so I would have been somebody that would wear lipstick maybe on a very rare, you know, night out kind of thing. But all this week, Maria, I've done an experiment of my own. I have put lipstick on every single day. And I mean like the boldest colours that you, you know, that we got at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, everyone's like, oh, uh, you look... They don't know what it is. They don't quite yeah. know what it is. They're like, your hair looks different or, you know, yeah. I'm getting compliments all week. So, and I have to say, the L, you know, slick a red lippy in the morning has done the, the wonders for the mind. It really has. I know. And it's hard to
3: imagine that they don't know what the difference is when you're putting on a really bright lipstick <laughs> and all you can see is the bright lipstick and they're going, wow, what have you done? Where have you been? You know, you, know, what's, <laughs> yeah, you look amazing. You look healthy. It's, 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 it's kind of bonkers, but it's fabulous. Well done. It Brilliant.
0: really is. And I highly recommend it at this time of the year it really is a, a real mood booster so you're an expert now at this stage at secondhand shopping uh, I love a good rummage but it can be daunting for the unseasoned secondhand shopper so what tips have you got uh, when it comes to buying second hand
3: okay well, well the first thing you need to do is take stock of what you have so you need to do exactly what you've done yeah. you need to know what you have and you need to know what you haven't I say this to every client, when you go food shopping, the first thing you do is you look in your fridge, you look in your larder, you see what you have, and you see what you haven't. You might look up a recipe book because you might need ginger or cinnamon or something. So you, you write your list. We rarely do that when we're clothes shopping and I'm urging everybody to look at what they have and look at what they haven't. We repeat by all the time. You bring something home, you think, oh my goodness, I already have one of those, I forgot. Yeah. You know, and it, so, so that's the first thing. The second thing to do is to switch off your subscriptions, stop subscribing, stop subscribing to clothes, places, stop looking on Instagram unless you're being inspired by it. If you're being tempted to buy stuff, well, then shut it down, close it off. And then the third thing is to get your shopping list, know where your clothing gaps are and go and have a look. There are so many places now to buy pre-loved and they're Mm. not musty, musty jumble sale places anymore. I mean, the NCBI retail shops are fabulous. They're beautiful to walk into. The staff are wonderful. They're sorted by colour, by size. You can go on to Thriftify, which is online. You can put in your filters there by colour, by size. That takes all of the charity shops around the country into account. So you can look everywhere. You don't have to go into your local. You know, they're all over the place. You can watch out and subscribe. There are plenty of vintage places on Instagram, you can subscribe to places. You can look for pre-loved client swaps or clothes swaps, um, pre-loved sales. And then the other thing I did last year, which I really loved, was I rented a dress for an occasion because oh, I couldn't buy something new. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> and, I, and, and I really thought, oh, you know, I, I really felt that I wasn't going to find something. But I went to a rental place. You get the dress, it's new, it's, no, it's not new, it's clean. Mm-hmm. You leave it back, they launder it, they clean it. So all you have to do is go and try it on and then pick it up and drop it back.
0: Brilliant. And, and you, this yeah, has become it, a thing now because uh, both uh, Kate Middleton has uh, worn a rented dress to a striking green dress for the uh, Earthshot yeah. Prize Awards recently. So that a lot of yeah. people have been talking about that.
3: Yeah. And, and it means that that garment isn't sitting in your wardrobe for 364 days of the year yeah. unworn, you know, and you get to wear something that you might not ever, ever afford. So the dress I wore, I'm sure it cost a thousand or something. I don't know, but I wouldn't have been able to afford it. So it's a beautiful way of feeling like you're on a red carpet you know, in a gorgeous dress. So yeah. it's wonderful.
0: It really is. And you look stunning. You look stunning, I have to say. Uh, And, you know, the other thing as well is, and we've spoken about this, and this is something that I'm going to adopt for my Christmas party this year, is uh, Kate Winslet spoke about this, about re-wearing something at the Avatar premiere. She re-wore something
3: from 2015. Yes, I know. Isn't it funny that that makes the news? I know. Years ago, we all re-wore stuff all the time. So this is now making headlines that somebody's wearing the same dress twice um, yes, you're right, Sinead and and it's the same goes for Christmas jumpers and Christmas pajamas and yeah. rewear, rewear, rewear. When you're secondhand shopping, the other thing to think about is, I mean, the, the same rules apply. Know what you have, know what you haven't. Be considerate. Make sure you can fit it into your wardrobe. It fits you. It's the right size for you. It's the right style for you. It's the right colour for you. But look up, look up a size and look down a size. You know, use the sizing as a guideline. Mm-hmm. Sizes change through the decades and things shift. So make sure you can uh, try them on and, and make sure that they, they fit you the other thing on Thriftify, actually you can send stuff back oh so, great yeah yes, so there's that um, so yeah those are my tips and and you know the really way to be most sustainable is to buy things where things you already have and to mm-hmm. wear things over and over and over again as we've talked about
0: absolutely so your challenge is almost up is there anything <laughs> though you'd love to buy new <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, really, I'm I, I'm not hankering to go do sh- yeah. shopping because, as I said, I, I I do it already for my clients, so that's fine. But I'm really not. I really feel very content with what I have, and it's really made me knuckle down and appreciate the clothes I have. Having said that, there are two things that I haven't managed to find. (laughs) One is a tank top, which are out at the moment. I had one when I was about 14, so I'd love one of those, and I'm Mm -hmm. still looking. I I will find one, and I want a pair of straight Colotte trousers, and I haven't managed to find those. I think trousers are harder to find secondhand. I've been buying more tops than bottoms because I think sizing is is harder when you're looking at bottoms, and so... So I haven't managed to do too well on the trousers front, so I may have to wait until January to buy, <laughs> to buy a new pair of trousers. But really, no. The, um, what, one thing I I have learned is that when you see something and you know it's right for you, colour, style, size, all of that, buy it because if you hesitate, it will be gone. Oh and God. there's only one of everything. that yes. You know, you can't go to another shop and find it there when it's it's like that ad. When it's gone, it's gone. So don't hesitate when you know it's right.
0: Bye. Fantastic. Well, Maria, thank you so much for pledging to do this <laughs> and for updating us throughout the year on the challenge and for reminding us about the fact that we have so much we don't need to be keep buying, buying, buying. Uh, I'm thank you as always Ed, for contributing to this show every single month of the year. You've just been fantastic. Such a, a wealth of knowledge and you're always so entertaining. So thank you so much for joining us and have a great Christmas.
3: You're so welcome Sinead Many happy returns to
0: you Thank you Thanks a million Maria Macklin there Maria has written a blog about this by the way You'll find it on her uh, website Unlocking Your Style Uh, You can find her all over social media as well If you follow me You'll see me on Instagram Uh, I've connected with her there as well So I've shared stories That kind of thing to links And if you missed any of this I'll pop it up on lmfm.ie In the podcast section 11 to 1 Getting back to our lovely competition in association with the local enterprise office in Louth we're nearly there we just need to keep those nominations coming in we have shop local gift cards up for grabs 125 euro for the most friendliest shopkeeper and 125 euro for the person that nominates them and it's all with thanks to local enterprise office in Louth remember look for local look for Louth when you're shopping this Christmas Um, not sure in the second names is coming in from Mark uh, but definitely Ryan Declan and Dermot in McKenna and and Dog always helpful same to deal with got my wedding suits and a funeral suit with them and always shop with them, they're top class. Uh, another one coming in here from Amanda Gray. Mary from XL and Cedarwood Park. She's serving the community over 35 years and still is. She must be one of the longest shop assistants in Dogs, is Amanda. Thank you so much for that. I'd like to nominate all the ladies in Sapphire Hair Design. They are so friendly, always ready to brighten your day. That says Lynn Carberry. Has to go to Kyle Klusky in Londis, Yellow Batter. He's a gem. Uh, Would be kind and caring to every customer that goes through the door, says Fidel, Matt, feeling. Irene Farrell in the shoe room in RD has to be the nicest. You'd go in for a chat and uh, she'd go out of her way to help and as a friendly smile, chat for everyone young and old, says Patricia Farrell. Joe Murphy in Mel Stores. He's a lovely, uh, friendly uh, guy, always does a lot for the homeless people and doesn't talk about it. He makes the best breakfast rolls in Drogheda. That's according to Kelly Marie. This is what I'm talking about. Keep them coming in. How are we going to pick just one? They're so amazing. All of the shopkeepers are incredible, but do keep them coming in. 086 1800 658. <laughs> There's Harry Styles late night talking, and LMFM's eleven to one. I can barely contain the excitement. We're hoping to track down the friendliest shopkeeper in the northeast. who will give you all the details of who's winning after these eleven to one. L-M. All this week, we are celebrating shopkeepers on the show. It's all in association with the local enterprise office. And a little birdie told me that a certain lady, Valerie Kerwin, from Centra and Ballsgrove has just retired and she's on the line. Valerie, how are you getting on? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm putting you on the spot. Surprise calling you today. But a little birdie (laughs) told me that you've worked in Centra in Ballsgrove for the past 17 years. Is that right? I did indeed, yes. And you're finished up now. How is retirement suiting you? Well, busy, busy at the minute. I'd imagine with Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And and tell me a little bit about your time working there. You obviously enjoyed it because you were there for 17 years. I loved it. I loved the customers. Missed the customers, shocking. You missed them something shocking. Well, Valerie... I've a little surprised you. I told you a little small fib just to get you yeah. on the radio today, right? I hope you won't be right. too cross with me, right? Because a lot, and I mean a lot, of your customers have nominated you as the friendliest shopkeeper in the Northeast. What do you think of that? Oh my God. Wait (laughs) wait, till I read some of these comments. Uh, And we have to start, uh, we have to thank Antoinette Brown for uh, kicking the ball, rolling off on this, right? She says, Valerie Kerwin, Centra Ballsgrove. She's worked in Centra for 17 years and is the most friendliest person you could have serving you. She always has a big smile and a chat. She only finished work last week. The shop is not the same without her. Uh, And somebody else agreeing with them underneath, uh, Barbara Leach agrees also. Nicola Farrell says, I second that, Valerie's one of a kind. She's truly missed in the shop. It's not the same without her. Tanya uh, Jasmine says, for sure, Valerie, we miss her so much. Uh, it's not the same without our Val there. Valerie Kerwin, Central Baldgrove is definitely one shopkeeper that has a smile and a chat. She's one of a kind. Very friendly to the customers. You're missed by so many, says Caroline Farrell. All of this flooding in for you. This this is all uh, with thanks to the local enterprise office and they want to give you a 125 euro shopkeeper Local gift card for being the friendliest shopkeeper. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> Play to them. Are you overwhelmed, Valerie? Yeah. I can tell you're overwhelmed there. Uh, Well, listen, you enjoy that voucher and enjoy the retirement. And thank you so, so much for for joining me. And thank you for being a brilliant shopkeeper to all your staff and customers.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thanks a million. Isn't that lovely? Valerie Kerwin is our recipient. And I want to say a big thank you to also Antoinette Brown. You're also getting a €125 shop local gift card for nominating. You were the first into nominator there. So thank you so much. And thank you to the local end. Enterprise Office for such a feel-good competition. I, my, my tear duct it's nearly going, it's nearly going. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a ironic. it's not ironic, Alanis. It's just bad luck. That's all it is. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Stay with us. News at 1 is on the way and after that, jam-packed show with Jerry Kelly on Late Lunch. 11 to 1 with L. M. L. M.